Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And it's the end of the year as we know it. I feel fine. How do you feel, Jordan? I feel like asking, what's your favorite New Year's song? Go, 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 go. Is there a I'm New Year's kidding. song? I'm just kidding. Well, Old Lang Syne. I don't know if there's anything besides that, but. All right. Just shoot for consistency. Shoot for consistency. <laughs> Hurry up. Why can't you think of a New Year's song? <laughs> we are going to continue our tradition of doing a year-end recap as we look at just ministry in general, uh, things that we've found as people in ministry, um, resources we found, games that we found, books or uh, the like. So uh, if you are one like us, um, having some input from other youth workers is valuable, at least to me. And I think looking at this list, Jordan, I am excited to get into this. So let's get going into this. Point of clarification, though, does this episode make this our tradition since this would be our second time doing it? No, it's or... our third time. Is it our third time? Yeah. I never We mind. started in 2020, 2021, 2022. There we That's go. actually a pet peeve of mine is when people say, well, it's our first annual. And no, no, it's your inaugural. <laughs> like This is the yeah. inaugural event. Like It becomes your annual event after the second time. There we go. Shows you how much I've been paying attention. So, Jordan, as we come into this holiday season, as we look at what lies ahead and even what's behind, as we recognize the time that this is released, uh, we are in the middle of the Christmas and New Year's sandwich. Um, I hope that the holidays are going well for you. I don't listen. I don't know if you listen to the back episodes as they are released, but um, I do. I guess just for quality control to see if I need to improve anything with editing, but. Um, I guess as we look at the holidays at the front end, as we record this, what are you hoping to focus on this holiday season? So uh, if things go to plan, I am hoping Hmm. to take advantage of some extra time off that I was granted to actually gobble up these, these weeks. So generally I'm looking at breaks as a lot of time where I can get extra time with students because they're also gone or from school. So they have technically a little bit more freedom. So we'll do different things throughout the week. But uh, this time, I think I'm going to pull back a little bit and get some extra family time in and maybe mm. finish a project or two. Oh, okay. Any pro- any projects in particular? Uh, one project that I am working on, uh, I say that as I haven't started it yet, but we ordered the stuff, so that's the step one. I'm going to mm. be trying to build a bench that's got some open storage shelf cubbies underneath it uh, for our entryway. Because right now our kids tend to sit on the steps, which makes it much harder to get down the steps if you're not them. And mm. we have not really good spots for shoes and boots and stuff. So it's kind of all out there. So kind of hopefully solving two problems with one solution there. Excellent. I do enjoy a good woodworking project like that as well. 
Um, my goal here, especially looking at the holiday season, is to just be able to find some time to unplug and uh, just rest with the family. Just be able to spend some time with the girls. They don't know it yet, but they are getting a pretty sizable Lego set from Grandma and Grandpa. And uh, it was kind of one of those fevered, joking joking requests like, hey, what should we get the grandkids? And we sent them, it's like a, a Lego treehouse. I don't know if you've seen that. It's awesome looking like my wife and i were looking at it it's like that looks incredible that looks like a great build like if we spent maybe a week and a half after supper like each night building a little bit of it um that would we'd be able to probably finish it in that time um okay. so looking forward to just relaxing with the kids puzzles legos movies food time together and uh you know hopefully spending some time off of my phone, which I need to rec I recognize that I need to discipline myself on more and more, uh, especially as the girls get older. But yeah. And I, at this point too, I just want to just send a word of encouragement to being in ministry has its perks. It has its high demands. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys, for, especially those who have families like wife and kids. Uh, for those who are not, definitely you can focus on your extended family too. Um, but really focus on just trying to be present this this time of year. You know, it's so easy to get rushing around, go, go, go. And like Dan said too, just being on our phones, being distracted by technology and stuff. But really, um, I, I encourage you to, to look at the people that God has blessed you with in your life and, and really make some, some good memories together um, this season. Yeah. And looking, and I don't think there's anything wrong with setting your own personal goals as you listen to this, as you reflect on uh, resolutions you set last year. I don't know if you're a resolution individual or not, uh, but to set goals for yourself, realistic, attainable goals. And uh, thinking of the year ahead, uh, what are goals that you want to set? And uh, even thinking, Jordan, for us, for this podcast, um, a few goals that I'd like to see us hit too is just uh, more interactions with more of you. Uh, maybe get a few more listeners. That would be pretty terrific. Um, I'd actually like to see us expand our podcast listenership outside the United States. Hmm. I guess that's a that's a long term goal for me uh, on this. I I think it would be beneficial, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'll be honest. It's a, I guess I didn't really sit down and plan out goals for our podcast too much. Um, oh, okay. No, that's fine. So, <laughs> I realize I'm I'm broadsiding you with this, and I realize that, but uh, I can try to come up with some. So that that's good. I'll be a better person. That's that's what I can do. No, um, yeah, goals are goals are a good thing, and, and two, I think sometimes we can shy away from goals because we we just never meet them, and we can mm. get discouraged by that. But one thing that I heard too was that goals can be helpful even if you don't attain to them finally not to say that you should set goals that you know you're not going to try to do but um even if you don't make it it helps you get baby steps toward it so you get closer right so mm -hmm. um but what was what has been a personal goal that you've had for 2022 or two i think the the personal goal that i've had is to be reconfirmed in the call to ministry um specifically here in Dalton and uh, just in youth ministry in general, like God's going to have to do something pretty uh, significant and clear for me to feel called to something beyond the realm of youth ministry. Uh, sure. What that looks like, 
Um, I think that's goal to figure out for this coming year to see like, okay, youth ministry. Yes. But what does this look like moving forward? Um, I guess we'll find out, um, taking some time to do some considering on that. That's a pretty significant goal, uh, for me. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yourself. Um, so I had my family gone, uh, at one point this past summer and I was listening to a different podcast dude who's basically in the financial realm uh, because I don't know much about that, especially considering like retirement and all that mm -hmm. that entails. So, uh, but one thing he was talking about in this course that I have of his was just like the great investment you make in yourself. If you spend like an hour a day reading on something in your field or just reading in general, but like to mm -hmm. learn. And so I was thinking though, how do I apply this? And, um, so I made it kind of a goal to be like, you know what? I want to, uh, for this first stretch, I've got, I think, we, you know, if we go way back in our episode, maybe it's not that far back, when we were talking uh, first century youth ministry folks, um, they had recommended some some resources and I got a couple of the Bibles that they suggested. So I decided, like, I want to read through the culture study Bible and all of the notes within a year. Mm. And so... Um, I started wow. that, um, I think it was like July or something. I was at a pace where I was like doing like two a day, two at least two, because I'm doing it chronologically. Um, and that was really great. And there has been times where it has slowed down quite a bit. And so right mm -hmm. now I am, I am just about to enter Jeremiah. Um, so it's still a pretty good pace, but, but yeah, so I'll definitely get it done in a year, but that's been kind of one of my goals. Mm. That's pretty good too. I think, uh, again, just the importance of reading, the importance of growing in what you are called to do, whether that's ministry or ministry adjacent, if you are working somewhere else and volunteering in the ministry realm or just investing in the life of your own church, uh, important for us to have goals and um, just to be able to move forward with that. Mm -hmm. uh, as we look at this last year, the tools and resources that we've used, Jordan, um, there's been a couple that I've uh, discovered here, and there's a few that you've put on our outline as well as we look at this. Um, the first app that I'm going to mention uh, here is for, uh, it's called Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. It is free. There's obviously upgrades you can get for like larger organizations and other features, but I've found just for my own personal use, um, the free version of this app is beneficial and good enough for me. Uh, what it is is basically like a, a checklist that you come up with a, a list of things to do and you can have them recurring um, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, monthly or whatever. Um, you can say things like do devotions and read a chapter of this book or to um, make a couple of phone calls today. And you basically are able to check off those tasks as you are done. And the goal that you can set is uh, I've got five tasks per day. Uh, usually pretty larger tasks, definitely, of what I want to do. Like for today, recording this podcast is on there. So as soon as we hit end, uh, as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to be able to tick that box off. And helps me have a sense of accomplishment, helps me be a little bit more organized, and connects right from my computer to my phone as well. So uh, I'm able to stay up to date in that way. So uh, Todoist, I have found that to be terrific, uh, a terrific resource to utilize. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting because I think we kind of stumbled on it like the same week. 
Because I remember you're talking about, I was like, hey, I just started that. So, um, and I think something for me that's really helped is like you can set a date pretty far in the future too. So like mm-hmm. if I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm like, oh, I need to I need to address that. But that's not until like two weeks from now. I can enter it and it's there waiting for me. And so I don't have to worry about my lack of memory impacting that. I can put it down there right away um, and save it. So that's a helpful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to point to something that I, I think we, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but I, it's something that I actually spent money on, which is for Ooh. me, a, a, it's, I know. Um, <laughs> and it's a, a texting service for our youth ministry and it could become something broader for our whole congregation as well. Um, there's conversation ongoing with that, but uh, something called Clearstream. So I found this, you know, I had been using a free texting service for a long time. Uh, but just was not content with some of the limits that were on there, specifically just uh, the information. I couldn't access, access student information and stuff. Um, but with this new one, uh, there's been a lot of cool things that it has happened, and there's like visual um, feedback as far as opens and responses. And yeah, so I've been, I've been very happy with that. So if you are looking for something, that is like a texting service and you are willing to pay a little bit, uh, you could check that out to maybe meet your needs. If parents reply to the text you send out, does it go right to your phone or does it go to the Clearstream site? Yes, I have an app on my phone so I can get that on my phone as well. Um, And it does not, so if I send a group text out, uh, it does not, when they respond, turn into a group chat so it will be individual contacts for everything so mm, uh, but there are cool. some some people might like that group chat feature uh, i i don't quite use it for that um there, there might be a, a case where somebody might want a conversation then i might just switch over to the personal phone um but it lets me schedule things out so for instance i can have a kid's birthday schedule mm. out to have a birthday message for happening every year for six years. Um, so I could carry it out like two years into college. It's still sending them happy birthday messages. Um, I can have uh, things like I can fill in, send, <clears throat> send out a message to everybody, but it'll still insert their individual name. So it's a little bit more personal. Um, sure. I can do live polling through it. I can do um, set up as many keywords as I want. So I can t- say, okay, so they all have, the number is saved in their phone. Um, if you're going to the fly convention, text fly to that number. You're now instantly added to our fly communication group, students and parents. Um, all sorts hmm. of different things like that. So I found it to be pretty helpful. Um, I know I've been better at communicating via text because of it. Um, and it's and the, the support from the staff has been really positive too. So it's been a hmm. good find. Mind me asking how much that how much you're paying for that? Uh, you can ask me. I would have to look into that. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. You know who would know? Future Jordan. <laughs> Future Jordan, yeah. Future Jordan would know. Um, no, I was just curious. Um, you don't need to actually go and look that up. That's okay. Um, I'm going to point out again, uh, I think I pointed out in the past as well, we use Squarespace to build our church website, and we love it. Like it's super easy to be able to teach others how to utilize that. Um, really great platform to be able to communicate and transfer just the data and the way the church website looks like 
uh, onto different uh, templates. Like if you're looking at it primarily on your iPhone or your smartphone, uh, it automatically adjusts our content so it looks professional and clean right to your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you're looking at it on, uh, it adjusts accordingly. Uh, really easy to be able to edit it on the fly. Really helpful analytics. Like I'm looking at our church analytics right now and I'm seeing that a lot of people are looking at our homepage and then going directly to our newsletter. Uh, a lot of people when it comes to our newsletter are going directly there. So that tells me that people have the newsletter page saved, which means that when it comes to updating the website, having the newsletter be correct and up to date is really important and really valuable for us to focus on. So uh, mm -hmm. Squarespace is also really great because they have um, a lot of customer support, uh, a lot of tutorial videos out there. Speaking as a millennial, that's how I learn is YouTube. <laughs> so uh, I uh, just have been appreciating Squarespace with just the, the drop and go, um, the easy to edit and, and just the clean look of our, our church's website, especially when we consider digital ministry. I think it really has helped us just have a better online presence. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Future Jordan is here. And ah, Future Jordan. Welcome. Generally speaking, uh, the Clearstream price is a shy of $30 a month. And then if you do an annual plan, it's a bit cheaper too. That seemed to be kind of the ballpark for a lot of the different services. Now, to compare apples and oranges, you want to make sure how many credits do we get and different things like that. But um that's that information in case anybody else out there was looking for that. So uh, for me, the next one would be a resource. Um, mm. You know, sometimes we get into a crunch, like what do I teach on? Or just like we gets away, you want to plan something a little bit different. There is a, a place called darkroomfaith.com. And Darkroom Faith is a, a fairly recent thing. I think they kind of launched this year and are trying to get out there, uh, but they use young adults, students uh, in their videos to kind of introduce topics that connect with where our students are at. So um, some of the some of the different kind of things that they touch on is um, an episode on doubt, and the title is "My Deconversion." So there's a story about a student who watched a deconversion video on YouTube, and he begins to question his faith. And wonders about doubt being a sign of unbelief, and so it kind of walks through that. And these are meant to be uh, more introductions to kind of set the stage where you can have conversations with your students. Um, there's a, a regular version where it's just you see the videos, uh, but for youth leaders, there is an opportunity to connect with them and get youth leader materials that go along with each thing, so you can kind of more prepare a lesson for it too. So maybe for your summer months, if you do something a little bit different. Uh, or you just want to have a just different change of pace for something or over holidays, whatever, uh, this could be something to look at and utilize. Hmm. That is terrific. And I, like I said, before we hit this episode, hit record on this episode, I had not heard of that. So I will definitely be taking a look at that uh, as soon as we move on from this recording tonight. Um a game that I've found, a pretty good party game that you can utilize and even adapt to larger groups, is called Take One, uh, or Pick One, rather. It's a card game. It's kind of like uh, almost a charades where everybody gives a clue and everybody has to basically write that clue on a piece of paper. 
Um, the person draws a card, they get to pick a number between one and five, and whatever number they pick, that's the the item or the the noun that the clues have to be given on. So it could be everything from William Shakespeare to um, you know, punk rock or jazz or something like that. So it's, it's all of these random things, so you have to give different clues. And based on uh, what clues you give, any matching clues get erased. And it's a cooperative game, so you want people to be able to guess what the word is that they've picked. Uh, so um, really easy, like I said, to adapt. It's very frustrating when we've played it, uh, at least as a family. We think so much like that oftentimes what winds up happening is the person guessing only has one word clues to be able to go on. <laughs> it's like, what are you thinking? It's like, I'm sorry, we tried and we, we can't help. So it's it's pretty quick, uh, pretty easy, and it is a lot of fun. Yeah, a game that I'm going to highlight is Chameleon, and I believe I got introduced to this at the last Youth Worker Weekends. Um, yep. it's, it's pretty fun. There is a card in the middle of the table that's got a whole bunch of different uh it's like one category with different objects in that category so you could have things like um sports or you could have actors or movies or whatever the case may be it's it's quite a few different options for that and then every player except one uh you roll a dice and they have a card that have gives like coordinates on that initial center card to direct them to one particular thing. And then one person gets a card that just has a picture of a chameleon. And it's like, stinks to be you kind of. So um, <laughs> as the play continues, each person thinks of like a one word clue that lets the other players know, I know what it really is, but it's not specific enough for the chameleon to be able to figure out what it is. Because if the chameleon, um, so after everybody gives their word, then the group tries to figure out who's the one that actually doesn't know what it is. So uh, like if you're having sports and someone says ball, you know, okay, that's general enough that you could hit like half the board on that. Um, but if the, if the sport is actually like rack or if it's a uh, badminton, then you're like, okay, that's obviously not right. Um, but I mean, to be fair, not everybody knows that that thing is called a shuttlecock. That's it, true. Or birdie, you know, uh, but there have been so and there's some pressure too of like so you want to be general enough if they are able to figure out what it is they get a point but not as many points um as if they guess it right i I don't remember what exactly what the breakdown is but the rest of the players get a point if the chameleon if they figure out who the chameleon is and the chameleon can't guess what it is so Mm -hmm. they want to keep it from being so obvious um but yeah so that's a lot of fun and i my favorite story with that was one time um, they have a certain way to figure out who gets to be the chameleon or who starts. And I had the chameleon card and I started. And it's so like, if you're starting, nobody else is given a clue. So you just have to figure out, okay, I got to say something. And I just said, I lost or lost. And cause I was like, yeah, there's no chance that I have this one. Um, but everyone went around the table and it was something about like, uh, what was it? I think the the actual one was like a fair. And so people were thinking that I was talking about like a parent losing their kid or a kid getting a loss or something. <laughs> so I got it. Like I, it was pretty cool. I so it's, it's the card game version of among us is really what it it's is. Kind of a good way of describing it. Yeah. Without it's pretty good killing 
Right. Like, but yeah. <laughs> and the in the blatant accusatory round. Mm-hmm. It's you. Um, books. Jordan, you've got a book on here. I didn't put a book, but I've got one on hand if you want to go first as we take a look and start wrapping this episode up. Yeah, sure. So one book that I came across kind of on the fly um, is Live Your Truth and Other Lies with the subtitle Exposing Popular Deceptions That Make Us Anxious, Exhausted, and Self-Obsessed. It's written by Alicia Childers, and I did reference that earlier when I was talking, I think last week, um, just about talking with the students about the phrase, um, you are enough. Um, And that's one of the phrases in this book. Uh, Another one was live your truth. And those are the kind of generalities that are super common today. And that sound ambiguous enough, but it really impacts that. And so I could see this as something that maybe you read through and use this as like kind of a foundation for building a lesson on. That's what I've been doing. Um, Mm. But I've also thought this could be a really good resource if you have a couple of students that are willing to just read through a book together and discuss it um, in like a smaller group kind of a thing. So uh, check that out. I think this goes along with discernment, goes along with cultural awareness um, and apologetics kind of really touching on that kind of tone, um, but could be a helpful resource. Mm -hmm. Uh, My book is one, believe it or not, that we've already touched on a little bit in a previous episode uh, when we were talking about the D6 conferences uh, this spring. I'm going to point you to The Powerful Purpose of Introverts by Holly Girth. It has been a highlight of the books that I've read uh, that is specifically ministry-related books uh, this year, just reminding us and challenging us as leaders that God has made us unique and individual, and um, just because you're extrovert doesn't mean that God loves you more. Uh, You have a purpose and a role, especially if you are introverted, and there's unique opportunities uh, presented to you that aren't presented to others. So... Uh, just a reminder, as a leader, to be aware of that. Um, also, and you and I both identified, I think, a little as introverted uh, as well. But um, the idea here as well, just to remind ourselves that God has made us unique and uh, allows us to serve him in the ways that he has equipped and prepared us to be able to do. So, um, yeah. Good recommendation. All right, so to wrap up the year, we're going to do something a little bit different. Dan, I'm going to ask you a question. It's not on our outline, uh, and this is going to be something specifically not ministry-related. So just you as a person, Mm. what has been a fun little success that you've had this year just in your non-ministry, personal, family, whatever life? Little victory, little accomplishment. A fun little success, little victory. Could be big, too. That's a good question. I will say that north of us, there is a state park here in Minnesota that I have always wanted to go to and just never made the time or effort to get to. And we surprised our girls by doing a road trip up there with them. And it wasn't too far, but uh, I was finally able to go. And I will say that Maplewood State Park in west central Minnesota is absolutely worth the detour off of I-94. If you have uh, a part of a day to take a look at a little drive-through, just a lot of great little hiking trails, a lot of great scenic overlooks, a lot of great opportunities. If you have a boat or a kayak or a canoe or want to go fishing, just it's a great little park. So uh, that was fun to be able to share that time with our family. Uh, That was a small little win for us. Uh, I will turn the question back to you now and just ask a little bit of a personal win for you outside of ministry. Well, winning, I'm going to say two. Uh, 
Uh, because you went the family route, so I, I'll go the family route first. I, for the first time since we've had kids, was able to get away with my wife for a little bit uh, without them. So that was a pretty amazing thing this fairly recently. Um, that was cool. And then just personally, like, I advanced to yellow belt in karate, which is something I never thought I would ever do. So that was oh, kind of cool. For those of us unfamiliar, what stage is yellow belt? Like, uh, One up from the bottom. <laughs> All right. You know what? <laughs> Baby steps. Well, I mean, baby steps. You're not going to take on. You're not going to take on Eric Christensen, or Andrea, or any of their family. But yellow. I'm. I'm not quite at taking on. You know, the stationary dummy that is occasionally set up yet. But uh, (laughs) for never thinking about actually doing karate in the first place, to now not even being the lowest one. But Mm. that's kind of neat. So. Yeah. Isn't it, is it an adult class or is it just like a bunch of kids with you somewhere comically on the side? Like <laughs> like that scene in Elf where it's all the elves in the desk and then there's Will Ferrell. Right now, there are two other dads and then our kids with us. So That's pretty um, cool. Two other dads with one other kid and then I've got myself and three of my kids, so... It's mm. it's been a family thing, which is a really fun thing to get be able to do together. So, sure. Are your kids higher ranked than you are? They were for quite a while because as white belt children, they were able to take stripe tests and get colored be- stripes on their belt. But once we uh, all got to yellow belt, there aren't stripes anymore, so we are now the same. Although mm. Zeke is much better at learning Korean than I am. Okay. So. <laughs> that is right. pretty cool. So. Fun little thing to wrap up the year, and we would love to hear what fun little victories you guys have experienced over this past year. Nothing necessary. Well, I mean, if you want to share a ministry thing, you can, but just as people, because, you know, sometimes we can get lost in ministry and forget that we are individuals that have our own lives and things, too. So feel free to share that. It'd be great to kind of see some things from other people. And this is kind of trying to meet our goal of starting interacting a little bit more. That was one of the goals, right? Uh, yes, it okay. can be. Woo! So there we go. <laughs> Help us meet our goals. We rely on you for that. Um, but in the meantime, we hope that you have a wonderful rest of the year. And here is to an amazing start to 2023. And no matter what year it is, we pray that you will go in the strength of the Lord as you faithfully serve him in your local place. God bless. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.